look, there's always a choice. There's always a decision. You can stay in the quicksand and just dwell on the past, which serves you zero amount, or you can remove the shackles and we can begin to move forward. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. Welcome back to another episode of Amplify. Today, I get to chat with my dear friend and client, Craig Siegel, who is a life coach, entrepreneur, speaker, next level motivator, and transformational expert, and the host of the CLS Experience podcast. Craig began on Wall Street and built two eight-figure businesses from the ground up before finding his calling with coaching and founding his business, Cultivate Lasting Symphony. CLS is all about cultivating that edge that gets clients, in Craig's words, on fire for life. It is Craig's vision and mission through CLS, through his podcast, and in everything that he does to support others in facilitating the transformations and breakthroughs to become the next level versions of themselves. In this episode, we talk about how to establish a bulletproof mindset and unwavering belief in yourself, habits to tap into your peak state, how to overcome any obstacle in your life and crush your goals, even the crazy goals, and so much more. Enjoy. All right, everybody, we've got a very special guest here today, Mr. Craig Siegel. Craig, thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of Amplify. The pleasure is all mine. Long time no see. We just chatting yesterday. I know, I know, which is, I mean, and that's the whole, one of the things I love about this show is I get to bring on and have amazing conversations with so many different people, but also like friends, right? Like people who are in my life and who I think highly of and, and want to be connected with and go deep with anyway. So it's, it's such like a beautiful thing for me, selfishly. (laughs) And and for the audience, that's what makes the most stimulating conversations. Absolutely. Completely agree. So as you know, we get started with some rapid fire questions. So we're just going to get right into it. What is something that you are grateful for right now? to be on the show here with you today, to collaborate with you, to have met you in the CLS journey, because obviously at first it started as business, but now you're my friend, a good friend. And like we were just discussing before we went on air, I'm going to see you in person next month. And it's just so cool. Like you just mentioned, just to be able to like 
meet people and then form real relationships and do business together where we all win. It's just, it's really special. So today I'm grateful for you. Thank you. All right. What is one of your guilty pleasures, whether or not you feel actual guilt for it? I feel like with everyone I talk to, who's like so into personal development and alignment, they're like, well, I don't feel guilt about this, but you get what I'm saying. Guilty pleasure, whether there's guilt attached or not. Okay. So I love Lana Del Rey. It's probably the weirdest thing okay. I've heard me say. No one expects me to say that. That's a little strange. And then I don't know if this is really guilty pleasure, but you know, I love some of my TV shows, Game of Thrones till the mm. ending and yes. stuff of that nature, Sons of Anarchy. But you know, I, I like to turn my brain off once in a while and, and enjoy a nice mindless show. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. What is a random fact that most people don't know about you? Hmm. That's a good one. To be honest with you, before I started CLS, I was not an extrovert in terms of like, I had no social media presence. And I, you know, for me to, to be making videos and putting out content like this, it seems so normal now, but I had never done that before I decided to give birth to CLS. Amazing. Yeah. I would, I would never have thought, and we'll, we'll talk about that more and stuff. Cause like breaking through and like showing up as powerfully and authentically as you do. And like with such peak energy. That's such a, that's a skill. It's not necessarily something you have to be born with, right? You can cultivate that. So more on that later. Uh, Any, and that's the best part yeah. that it's a skill that anybody can develop. Absolutely. Any weird talents or special skills? Hmm. I've been told I'm pretty funny. I can make people laugh. <laughs> All right. Any good yeah. jokes Is that, that I'm going to put you on the spot? Huh? What? Some good jokes? I, I don't know. Is the, do you have like a go-to trick or something? It's, really, it's, it's more spontaneous, but you'll see it throughout the episode. Don't worry. Stay tuned. Okay. All right, everyone. You heard that. Some laughs are coming. <laughs> what did you want to be when you were little? See, that's the thing. Like, I didn't really know what, where I wanted to go. And that's why after college, I ended up on Wall Street because I was ambitious, but I didn't really have direction. I didn't have a big dream. When I was younger, I did love the movie business. I loved Hollywood and stuff of that nature, but I didn't have like this big sexy plan. To be honest yeah. with you, I wish I did because maybe I would have started sales a little bit earlier. But then again, I don't believe in coincidences. Everything happens at the right time for the right reasons. I was just always ambitious and I, I knew I wanted to do something special. I, I wanted mm -hmm. to really leave a mark on this world. And even though I've had a ton of success in business, I don't think I really achieved that until we launched CLS. Amazing. I love that. And I think too, because when I was younger, I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be like a pop star and all that kind of stuff. And in doing CLS, in doing this podcast, like we get to live out some of that like performing element, right. And like be the star of your own show, so to speak. So I can definitely see how that comes full circle in what you're 100%. doing now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. When was the last time that you cried? It's so funny that you asked me this because this week I yeah. cried more times than I have in the last 20 years combined. The reason being is because my mastermind is coming to an end in the last couple of weeks. And like I was telling you earlier, we, we all form such special bonds and relationships. And my clients, have been, they're really family. I, I say clients, but like they've been sending me testimonials in video Ooh, form. Gets and, like, and like, to be honest with you, Lauren, I was getting like, teary-eyed this week like just see and I also like with what I do with the mindset like I find a lot of my clients in the beginning of our relationship at their rock bottom right so I know the journey and like where they are now flying compared to where we met 
and to see them talking about it and see the impact. It's just, it's so special. So this week, if you asked me before this week, I probably would have said 20 years ago, but it's all really like hitting me this week about seeing all these beautiful transformations. That is amazing. And I'm not surprised at all, just knowing how, how you serve your clients and how you show up and the impact that you're making in their lives and the transformations. Like I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I believe it. And how special. All right. When was the last time that you laughed so hard? Speaking of jokes and laughing, um, laugh so hard that you like almost peed your pants or something. So the, one of the best parts about CLS is I have belly laughs every single day. To be honest with you, like ah, yes. my assistant, Jessica, who you know, and so my team, like we laugh often. Think of like a, a good one. Recently, I was dying laughing. Forgot why. It'll, it'll come to me in a little bit. But like everything like with the CLS, like, so oh, I'll tell you what. I was looking at one of the first uh, videos that I made on my highlights on my Instagram. Oh. I don't know how I, <laughs> I ended up down my own rabbit hole or something like that. And I was, I was laughing at one of the first videos I made, just like my hair and like the whole thing. And it was like, it wasn't like I was making fun of myself. It's just like to see where we started to where we are now. But I was dying laughing because who knew, like, you know, well, I kind of knew, but like who exactly knew where it, would, where it would take off to. But just looking at some of the old material and just watching the journey, I was belly laughing the other day. And those are the best, those laughs where you're crying. Yes. And, and that's the thing, like when you're doing anything, like if you're not slightly embarrassed by the first draft of it, like then you're not really putting it out there in right. as much as you should be. Right. Like I right. back in the day was like started a YouTube channel and all this stuff. Like I wanted to be like a vlogger and everything like that. And my first, the first video was so awkward. And I remember people even being like, like some friends of mine were like, these are a lot better. Like the first ones were super awkward. I'm like, cool. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> so I, I get it. I one. get it. Huh? How can I see one? Oh, oh no. I've pro probably um, deactivated all the ones that are a little cringy, like not in a bad way, but you know, I don't I know. To, they might be out there somewhere. <laughs> oh gosh. When I come see you, I have to get my hands on one of those. Okay. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. What is your favorite meal? Cheeseburger. Mm, okay. Into it. Favorite travel destination or next travel destination? Oh wait, I already know that one, favorite. I would say I had a really good time in Hawaii. I mm. went down there for my 30th birthday, city of the sick villa, just had such a good time. It, it was hard to fathom that it was part of the United States. I really enjoyed it. And my next travel destination will be to LA on my yeah, birthday yeah. at the end of April, which will be super exciting. Yeah, yeah, it'll be gorgeous out here. It's a little chilly today, but I mean. What's like, chilly? Oh, that's right. You're in New York. Um, like 60. <laughs> okay. That's nice. But to be honest with you, it's 65 here today, which is the nice okay. springtime in New York is very nice. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to get into the meat, the meat of it though. I always find that the rapid fire tend to be less rapid than, than we think, because we get to dive in already, but I would love for you to share a bit about your story, like the, the quick version for everybody. Cause you've had quite a journey from wall street to like having massive success on wall street to being unfulfilled and, and doing your own thing and that taking off from your health journey as well. So yeah. Tell okay. Us. So after I got out of college, you know, I didn't really have direction to be honest with you. Like I, I grew up a lot in college because I was on my own, obviously from my family, but 
I, I didn't come out with a game plan. So I ended up on Wall Street. But also at that time, I became absolutely obsessed with studying personal development. Mm -hmm. I just identified NLP. And for the audience that doesn't know, it's neuro linguistic programming. And so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's so fascinating. And I figured out that like I can change my state on command and I could alter the way I see things in terms of pain and pleasure. In a nutshell, I really developed my confidence and I started channeling those techniques right away on Wall Street. Like I was modeling James Bond and, and some other cool cats. And I immediately elevated my aura, my demeanor, my confidence. And I had a ton of success in business, like pretty quickly, like the whole boardroom was like, who's this rookie? And I just really like changed kind of my DNA. Like I was conditioned one way for 22 years. And then all of a sudden I started studying the mind and everything kind of changed for me. And so I, I had a ton of success on Wall Street, but as you know, and can imagine stocks and stuff, like it's just so unpredictable. And I was way too stressed. It stopped becoming fun. Mm -hmm. And at that time that was kind of devastating because that's where I saw my future. But then it, like the, the bad started that way, the good. So I pivoted to, another business and I have a partner and we were, we were basically providing working capital to business across the country, lucrative, not stressful, but unfulfilling. Mm -hmm. And I was doing this every day and like, I, I give everything my all, but I just like, wasn't happy. Like how am yeah. I, like, I'm not changing the world here. Like whatever the case may be. And also there was a lot of stuff going on at once. Like my father had gotten diagnosed with cancer. I just mm -hmm. got out of a, a five-year relationship which, you know, you can relate to like things change after that. And you're just kind of looking for your place and, and like maybe a little bit of like an identity crisis. Like who am I? What am I supposed to be doing? I did know that I wasn't fulfilled. I got into running at that point. I had always lifted weights. Fitness was always my thing. I worked out for pretty much my whole life since I became, you know, I don't know, 17 years old, but I was never into cardio. So when I discovered running, it brought back like all the cool stuff I learned about NLP because in my personal opinion, running is 95% mental. Assuming oh, yeah. someone is physically able to put one foot in front of the other. I couldn't believe it. Like the first mile I ran, I remember like with my ex-girlfriend, it was like humbling. I was like, just, that was a mile. It seemed like I ran 10 miles. Like, <laughs> and then I, but I'm a very addictive personality. So I got into it and I started to realize like, am I really tired or is that the voice in my head? And yeah. So, your brain gives up before your body when it comes to running most of the time. Absolutely. Yeah. And probably with weights too, right? Like when you're climbing yeah. the back of the gym, yeah. Yeah. Like one more rep. Like, so that was really cool. I ran four marathons. I say a year ago, but now it's already 2021. This was in 2019. Right? Yeah, no big deal. Like running a mile was really hard and then ran four marathons in one year. Chill. <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you this. One thing that I learned on that journey that really helped me with CLS is that because I essentially had no business running a marathon at that time, I put it out there to the world. Like I, I blasted it on, on social media that I'm running a marathon. I remember like all my friends who grew up with like, you are, even though you ran. And I did that selfishly because I wanted massive accountability. And by, for me, like my thought process was if I tell the world, I'm going to do this, there's no way I'm not now because mm -hmm. it's one thing to let myself down, but like when everyone else is watching, like in my family, let's do this. So I did that conquered New York. And then I ended up running three other ones. Uh, one was in San Fran, which is cool. And then ultimately the pandemic happened. And like, it was the first time in probably 10 years because, you know, I have my own businesses in New York. It's go, go, go. I was like, I don't have to go to work today. Like, and like, there's nothing I could actually do for that. So I was just diving into sharpening the ax and like, 
I was watching that show Billions, which I think you were recently watching. I was just going to, I'm going to ask you about that, but keep going. Yeah. And that was getting the creative juices going because Bobby, you know, he's great. And make a long story short, I put myself like in a frequency. I was like, I want to do something a little different. Like, I don't even want to go. At this time, I thought I was going back to work in two weeks. It was mm. like last March. I was like, I don't even want to go back to work. Like, I just wasn't having fun. And it, it, it occurred to me that like, wait a minute, what do I really love in life? Well, I, I am obsessed with NLP and, and personal development. In addition, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have a gift at being able to communicate inspiration to people where like people have a conversation with me and they feel inspired and they want to actually perform it and be a little bit better. So I combined these two things. I was like, that's my passion. It's also my purpose. And also like I, I heard some whispers, like not to sound too spiritual, like from God, like the next day, literally I, I was running in Central Park. I, out of nowhere, it came to me, CLS, Cultivate Lasting Symphony which mm -hmm. is a play on my initials, but also means in my head to like cultivate a lasting mindset revamp, not just like temporary inspiration. Pulled over, bench Central Park, bought the domain for from GoDaddy. That was also me holding myself accountable because I've never even bought a website before. And then I just hit the ground running. I started putting together strategies. I was thinking three years out, like what does this thing look like? As you know, I, I think very big. And for the audience listening, if you're going to think, you might as well think big. So yes. I wanted this thing to be the biggest thing the world's ever seen, not for me, but to just to help as many people as I could. So I reverse engineered it and people think like I'm a coach. To be honest with you, that was always just the first step into other things like the podcast, like you're crushing it with right now and so forth. And so I started putting out content, creating that Hollywood hype, sold out a few programs, started working with you. And here we are. I love it. And yeah, like the momentum that like even just I've witnessed over the, I mean, it, it six months less than that is, has been phenomenal and, and really, really exciting to see. And so now like for everybody listening, you've got your podcast, obviously the CLS experience. That's how people can get like amazing here interviews, just like amazing, amazing content mindset, transformations, just to get on fire and get inspired and motivated, but then also your coaching program. So you've got a mastermind, I think, you know, some retreats going on and all that. So what are right now, like, how do people work with you? So I, I do one-on-one, -on -one, although right now I'm, I'm kind of capped out, but you know, things will change as people graduate and so forth. Do the one-on-one -on -one coaching, the mastermind group program, which is phenomenal. One's ending in about a week. And then the next one's starting third week of April. Uh, we got the podcast, and just a bunch of different things right now in the works, a couple of surprises. But for the most part, you can work with me by coaching one-on-one, the group program, and some other things. Stay tuned. Yes. So what do you feel that your superpower is? I know you said communicating and inspiring, um, inspiring people to make change, but what would you sum up your superpower as? Like, or your purpose here on this planet? Let's, you know. Just a, a super positive, optimistic, maybe even delusional energy. Like I see things so big that people think I'm out of my mind and that's okay. And like a couple, I've been speaking to people recently. Like I was, you know, a guest speaker in a couple of different group programs this week. And like a couple of people were just thinking so small and like they, they were so scared. Mm. And I was like, I was just, I was trying to help them understand. Like if you're going to take a shot at life, like why not just think as big as you can and as optimistic as you can? Like when has thinking small or being negative ever served us ever? Yes, it, it doesn't. And even like my dad, like, like I told you earlier, like he's battling cancer and, and he's doing as, as good as he can. And, 
you know, he has me in his corner and I'm a big believer that like keeping him positive, giving him access reasons to fight. And as you know, like there's no tougher battle than that. Um, just to, just to stay super positive and optimistic like that, you're going through hell right now because the treatment's so effective and it's working. Mm. But that keeps him motivated when he doesn't want to get out of bed and stuff of that nature. I just, I just want to provide such a positive outlook and energy. And I also believe in the law of attraction. A lot of this stuff, most of it comes to fruition. I don't think it's a coincidence. I agree with you completely. I'm on board with the spiritual, the woo-woo, all that kind of stuff, the energy frequency. And so speaking of, because like with NLP, it is it can seem like super abstract and stuff, but NLP is very rooted in science. So I would love to hear like when you were first getting into NLP, like back when you started on wall street, what were some of the like little nuggets that really landed for you or had an impact for you NLP wise? Like, like something you were like, Ooh, this, like whether it was a habit or a phrase or a question or a shift that you implemented um, as like a little takeaway that people can can take right now. Yeah, so I'm going to inject you guys with a lot of value right now. So grab your popcorn, okay? The first thing that I heard in NLP was this, the map is not the territory. And what that means essentially is that the way that you see like the world is not actually based upon the world. It's based upon your map of the world. And as you make certain adjustments in the way you look at things, then you expand your map and then your world changes. Mm -hmm. So for example, and this is just one for fitness, like I wanted to break four hours in a marathon. So I did that. And then two months later, I wanted to break 330. So I, I ran 353. And then two months later, I ran a 339. Did I really get that much more fit in two months? No, but my thought, my map of the world was like, over here, I just wanted to break four. So I wasn't going to run at 330 because I just had to break four. Once I realized, no, I could do much better than that, expand my map, then I was able to run at 339. But you have to see that first. And even things like, just like, like the vision like with CLS and like stuff that you're doing, Lauren, like you have to see the abundance and the opportunity out there. Like I don't, I don't have limitations. I believe anything is possible. But when I first started learning NLP, that was the most fascinating thing because I had never thought I was capable of doing such cool things. Like even like being salesy on the phone, like I told you earlier, I'd model James Bond, like back in the day, like an intimidating prospect, some like, you know, some rich guy on the other end of the phone, like that would intimidate me or I would be afraid that he might say no. But now um, I just have such a different level of confidence. Like I don't even, doesn't, I don't even pay attention to the no. I just go back into it and like, I'm thinking like, he's not qualified for my program, not the mm -hmm. other way around. I just, you know, I think big and it's not in an arrogant way. It's just self-belief. And, and like I said, when you're able to change your perception of certain things, everything opens up for you and the limitations or, or the seas will part, so to speak. I love that. And I know you say all the time, like people aren't broken, but their frameworks often are. And so that's just exactly what you just said. Like the map, you know, does, isn't, the territory. So if you readjust your map, readjust your framework, rewrite your story or your beliefs around things, like you can completely do a 180 on the reality that you're living and, and how you're feeling. So I fucking love that. Love it. You speak it to my soul. You're absolutely right. And then, and then also just to add on top of that, like you can change what you associate pain and pleasure to things that you associate pain, 
can actually make them pleasurable and vice versa. And that also will open up everything for you. Like nothing is set in stone. If you're willing to put in the work, you can make significant changes in your life and it doesn't take long. Yes. Yes. Attitude of gratitude and positivity. That's actually something I, I meditated on this morning. Um, even with just the little things, like I don't enjoy my being in my emails and my inbox. I don't enjoy doing the dishes, like these little, like daily tedious things. And one of my, I love, um, the daily stoic meditation book. And one of those was like, Hey, like be, and, and this is, isn't something new, but it's like, be grateful for every single thing going on in your life. And even the dumb shit that you don't want to do, like the dishes, right? Like how beautiful that I have a home that I own with a a lovely kitchen and all this stuff to like, you know, whatever. And so applying that mindset to everything is just going to attract more abundance into your life. And, and yeah, when we put any sort of resistance out there, we're just inviting more resistance into our lives. And also what you just said, like that'll immediately elevate your state. Like if you wake up in a funk or like, I don't want to say depressed, but like, if you're just in a rut, like all of a sudden, wait a minute, I not, I have to do the dishes. I get to do the dishes. Yeah, I get to go to the gym all of a sudden you're reaffirming your assets instead of like liabilities and you'll immediately enhance your state. And as the audience knows from an elevated state, it's not what can I do? It's what can I do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about the wall street stuff. Cause I know you mentioned billions, which yes, I have been getting into and freaking loving such a good show. And okay. So how like accurate is that for like how wall street really is happening? So I wasn't in the hedge fund world, but from okay. what I understand, because I have friends that are, it's pretty accurate. And I think okay. it's through characters, the Bobby Axelrod character. It's pretty cool. I'm sure, you know, some of it is for TV and, and so forth, but of course, the hedge fund world, I think it's pretty accurate portrayal. It's like wild west, but, but it also, again, with like what you were saying around the, the frameworks and the maps and everything like that, they're showing like, Hey guys, like if you know how money works and how the world works, you get to do whatever the fuck you want. Right. And yeah, like there are lines with that, with like how moral or legal and things like that. But when you are able to zoom out and detach from like the rules and how people expect things are supposed to happen, you get to, to create whatever you want, right. What re whatever reality that you want to live in. Yeah. So. And another thing about that show that I think is so cool and key is the Wendy Rhodes character. She's a performance enhancer. And, and what does she really do for the traders? She rebuilds their confidence and then they get on fire with trading. Yes. It's not like they, they read an extra textbook and get more knowledge. Everything is about confidence and self-belief. Yes. Oh, I love her. Yeah. The show is great. So anyway, a little, little plug for billions. We're not going to pay to do this, but yeah, it's a fun, fun show. And with that too, I want to, cause I feel like you were a little humble in sharing your story and stuff, but like you were wildly successful in your past businesses, um, incredibly successful, made a ton of money and chose to step away from that because again, you weren't fulfilled and chose to step away from it during the pandemic during when everything shut down, when there was so much uncertainty and especially could have been a lot of fear in starting something new. How did you know that it was time to make that shift? How did you get clarity on what you wanted that to look like also? Yeah. Phenomenal questions. And I'll be straight up with you. Like I was saying earlier, going into the pandemic, like right before it happened, I knew I wasn't fulfilled or happy 
but I didn't have a plan to pivot, so to speak. But the pandemic provided me with a window for the first time in, in, since I can remember where I had a minute to just reassess. And I realized that essentially I was dying a slow death over there. Like I wasn't, mm. I, I was just, wasn't doing anything that excited me. And it was like, once I had this, like, I thought it was going to be two weeks. Like I said earlier, I didn't know how long I had. So I wanted to make the most of every second of the, in the beginning of the pandemic. And I was like, I have a window to maybe put something together and strategize and really, you know, get a little crazy and a little weird right here. And my thought process was like, I just need to, to try something because now that I've identified that, you know, the self-help stuff and, and I have an ability to communicate, I've identified it. Now I have no excuse. So let's mm-hmm. take a shot at this. And, and what's the worst that can happen? Like I go back to the business that I, I was, that was like a worst case scenario. So for me, I, I just decided. And like, I know a lot of people at the time are watching a, a hell of a lot of Netflix and day drinking. And like, to me, it was like, I have an edge right now over the world. I'm going to, I'm going to buckle up and, and I'm going to get crazy right now and see what we can create. And then I started to get momentum. And then because I was actually doing something that I love, which is helping people, you know, it kind of took on a life of its own. There was, there was nothing else that I would rather do. And, and that's why I was working so hard and the vision just kept getting bigger. And like, I didn't have a plan uh, to be straight up, like to get PR so early on in the process, but I came across you and, and I felt a vibe and a connection. And I said, this sounds like a nice chess move because we are, you know, pretty much beginners at this. It would be nice to get some visibility and some PR press going at the same time to elevate my credibility, so to speak. That was my thought process. And it kind of just started to snowball because I was excited every day. When you wake up excited, like you want to go 100 miles an hour. And to be fair, I I wasn't feeling like that for the last couple of years before this. Mm -hmm. And so what, okay, a few questions off of that. What helps you wake up every day feeling on fire and excited? Like, is it, you know, what is your morning routine or your daily routine look like? Like, what are those things that you do to get into peak state? Because yes, we, I know you and I, like I, I typically, my default is high energy and feeling incredible. And there are plenty of days where I don't wake up that way or something happens during the day or whatever, or it's, you're just off. And that can happen too when you're doing things that you love, right? Even if it's, it's your business and, and you love what you do. Like there are days where it's like, you know what, I'm not having fun doing this today. And I know it's not going to be, this isn't how it's going to be forever, but today is not fun. So how do you stay in peak state, high energy, like feeling so positive? Yeah. So a a great question. So a, a couple of things, number one, I think it's very important to set big, weird and exciting goals for yourself. So if you wake up every, let's just say like your next accelerator program, like you had a goal to yourself to have 25 people in it and not a person less. And like, you know, everything that you do is going to lead to that. Like you have to make another podcast episode so you can put out more content so more people could hear it. You have to post more and so forth. So I'm very excited about the vision right now. There's a lot of different moving parts that I'm super excited about. Another thing that I do is, is I practice what I preach. Like I, I teach my programs like modeling and anchoring. Like if I have a morning, like I wake up and whatever the case would be, I'm just not at, at, a, at my usual nine or 10. I'll anchor a state from the past, like specifically like my last marathon. I, I remember it very vividly. Like it was raining in Philadelphia. I, I had a PR, which is a personal record. I ran and gave my brother a big fat hug. Like I remember smelling the dampness. I could put myself in that state for 30 to 60 seconds and then immediately come back and my state's elevated. Another thing I'll do is like, 
something similar. Like if I have like a big speaking engagement, I'm speaking to front of people, I'll model like a gladiator being in his arena because a gladiator is very comfortable in their arena. So that excites me. I put myself in these like NLP mindset, you know, hacks, so to speak, and, and they work. They, they elevate yes. my state on command when need be. I love that. Oh, that's so good. And it is so powerful. And our brains don't really know the difference between an actual experience and a, a thought, right? So if we can think into that state, your body's going to react accordingly as if you're actually like living it out right there. So yeah. I love that. But let me challenge you for a second, Lauren. Okay. All right. Who, Bring it. Who is someone that you hold in high regard that you could potentially model to elevate your state when need be? Ooh, celebrity, I, anybody, you know, gosh, who would that be? If I'm thinking like celebrities, it would be like JLo status or something like that. Well, let's like JLo for a second. Okay. Okay. We're going to use JLo. When I think of JLo, I think of work ethic second to none. Yes. Would you agree? Yes. And also like the way she shows up, right? Like I can't really picture her like phoning it in or taking a day right. off. So like what I would suggest is like, Start, I know you probably love journaling because you're on fire like that. Have a, a journal just for modeling. And like you could put people on the left. Let's just say you're using JLo. You write her on the left. On the right, you just write three attributes of hers that you might model in the future. Showing mm. up, work ethic, um, performing, right? She always looks like she's on fire and a good attitude. So one day when you wake up and you're not on fire, wait a minute, I have JLo as my modeling. Doesn't mean that you're taking her identity. You're still Lauren. But you put yourself into her on a deep level, all of a sudden it's like, no, I'm going to show up on fire. I'm going to steal the damn show and I'm not going to be outworked because that's exactly what JLo would do right now. And this stuff really pays off. It really works. And the best part is you get a phone with you. You can make a list of several people. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. It, I mean, even just you saying that, I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, you so yeah. your breakthrough. Now you got her exactly. in the back pocket. Exactly. <laughs> Bringing out that inner JLo, y'all. Are you an entrepreneur looking to elevate your authority? Do you want to be known as the go-to expert in your industry, even more than you already are? To reach celebrity status and get your message out to even more people around the world? Have you been considering public relations, but you just haven't found the right agency to work with? Or maybe you haven't seen the results that you were hoping for? I get it. Working with a PR agency can be expensive and sometimes you don't get the results. At Influence and Impact, we've worked with some of the biggest heart-centered entrepreneurs in the game, helping them to land major media coverage, top podcast interviews, speaking gigs, and collaborate with influencers who are excited to share their message with their audience. We would love to support you in getting your message out into the world in an even bigger way so that you can make an even bigger impact. You deserve it, and the world needs more of you. To learn more about Influence and Impact's PR and influencer marketing services, please visit laurensalon.com. Okay, and similar question. So we talked about energy and everything like that. What about confidence? Because you have like an insane amount of belief in yourself and confidence that, yeah, some people will look at and be like, oh, this guy's crazy, right? Like, oh, oh, he thinks he's going to be the next Tony Robbins and stuff like that. Like where does, how did you cultivate that unshakable confidence in yourself and where, how would somebody else get started on, on doing that for themselves? Yeah. So, and again, not to beat a dead horse, but I would bring it back to the modeling because okay. the modeling will give you 
access to tap into attributes that you might not have right now naturally. For example, when I started modeling James Bond, like I didn't have that level of confidence. That's why I utilized that cat because his, his aura, you know, swagger, I could really use that. Eventually it started to rub off on me, right? Let's just say mm -hmm. like you have to do a big performance. You model JLo, you absolutely crush it because that's what she would do. Then all of a sudden you, you condition yourself. That becomes, that starts to rub off on you. That is Lauren now. And so I would do that often. And then also, as I continued to model and get better results in life, I mean, it wasn't just business, like even like in relationships, like approaching a pretty girl at the bar, like as silly as it sounds, like I built my confidence up of stuff like that too. So once I started to see results, even like run a marathon, run four, you know, like I become my own testimonial and I really do believe in myself because I, I truly believe that there's nothing that I can't do if I put my mind to it. And I've proven it to myself time and time again. But it all starts with borrowing some attributes that you may not have, such as modeling and so forth. I love it. I love it. So with all of that, obviously you're cultivating your mindset continuously and working on yourself. What sort of things, because I also know that you are working a lot these days, you have so much on your plate and you go nonstop, you show up and you serve huge and pour so much energy into your clients, which is phenomenal, phenomenal. What do you do throughout the day to make sure your cup is full. You know, let, let me be very clear. It's a journey and I'm still yeah. working on it. Something that I do every single day that's a non-negotiable is work out because I, I just feel like if I'm so fortunate enough to wake up and have the ability, I'm very grateful. I want to get a workout in it. And it's not anymore so much for physicality. It's nice to look great. Don't get me wrong, but like, it's like a mental thing. Like get up, have an edge over the world, start your day with a workout, and then do your thing. And for me, that's very important. Like I said, as much physical as it is mental, it gives me a psychological advantage. I already have an edge because by the time most people wake up, I've already worked out, check that off the list. And that, to me, that, that builds confidence and momentum. So that's something that I do every single day. I love it. I love it. What's your go-to weightlifting and running is, is your mix? So since I did the marathon, it's become my lifestyle now. It's a part of my life. And ironically, for me now, I run four times a week, the other three days I go upstairs and work out with weights for so many years, weights is where the magic happened. Now, like for me, that's like more maintaining and running is where the magic happens because it's just me, yeah. God and, and the pavement, or maybe a, a good podcast. Can't wait for yours to drop so I can listen to those. Yeah, but yeah. For, yeah, for me, it's running and then weights are fun too. Yeah, absolutely. So what's something lately that's been a big challenge for you or something that's currently challenging you and how are you working through that because no matter how amazing things are and like how successful we we are like we there's always new challenges right so would love to hear something that's really yeah really really challenging you these days yeah so something that i'm struggling with right now mm -hmm. let me be completely real raw and vulnerable is my balance because I'm working yeah. like a lunatic and, and I do have a team and I've assembled like the Avengers who I think is the best in the world, but I'm just taking on so much because I'm thinking so big. And listen, the pandemic really showed me like, not to sound too deep and, and spiritual, but like tomorrow isn't guaranteed. Like mm -hmm. sure. We all know people that are no longer here from the pandemic. It's, it's crazy. It's like, so I want to make every second count. And because I'm, fortunate enough and humble to say that I've had a lot of success so far with CLS. I just want to keep it going and I want to continue to grow. I don't want to get complacent. 
I, I just want to keep flying and spreading my wings and do more things and take on bigger projects and, you know, take solid stadiums and just help more people. But if I'm, if that's how I'm thinking, it also means, you know, I'm working even more and I'm not getting a ton of rest right now. So I need to, to figure out how to do that a little bit better and maybe work on boundaries or a little bit more balance. And I am trusting my team more. I'm delegating more and it mm-hmm. feels good because I do trust my team, but that's something that I'm, I'm challenged with right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe it based on everything I know that you are up to. So with that too, because like as coaches, as mentors, as role models, right? Like not only do we very much believe in the power of coaching and mentorship, because that's so much of what you and I both do, but also in having that kind of support for ourselves. So what sort of like coaching and mentorship do you invest in for yourself? Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So this is not the sexiest answer, but I don't have a coach or mentor right now. It doesn't mean that I don't stand behind it because you know, being hosting my first mastermind has been such an unbelievable, exhilarating experience. And the truth of the matter is, is like, even though like my intimate container that, you know, I'm their leader, so to speak, because it's my mastermind, but because they're all looking up to me, I, I feel a sense of responsibility. Like I need to step up and and raise my game to to make them, you know, proud and so to speak. So it's actually elevated my game. So the point is, is I'm actually excited to at some point sooner than later enter my first mastermind. And we could talk about that a little bit later if you have some good suggestions, but in terms of, yeah, hell yeah. I'd love to do one with you. In terms of- For sure. Yes. For a specific coach or mentor, really just the world is my playground. Like all the journaling and the sharpening of the acts I've done for 10 years, which has helped me launch CLS. And also like on social media, like I see some people that are coaches and mentors I see what I like and I see what I don't. And I definitely absorb some of the things that I do like, but no coaches at the moment, but I will definitely be entering a mastermind at some point. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. And, and sometimes we have seasons, right? Where you're like, you know what, the kind of support I need right now is not a coach or not a mentor or being in a program or a mastermind. Maybe it is like, instead investing in like, I'll speak for myself, like, I was going through a little bit of phase where I'm, I'm in a enrolled into a new mastermind myself, but where the things that are going to support me most right now are like the things that are completely unrelated to business, like doing dance classes regularly, like doing some art and creative stuff. Like that's what my soul needs and what's going to support me where, so, so being able to be really in tune with yourself and assess what you need and what's going to to support you is really important because it doesn't, you're not, you don't need to be in a coaching program or a mastermind all the time, year round, always, yeah. you know, no matter what. No, it's so true. It is, it is all about seasons. You're absolutely right. And so far I haven't even explored that route, but because I had so much fun in mind at some point in your future, I definitely like to explore that, but you're absolutely right. It's all seasons. Yes. Yes. So I would love to talk a little bit about victim mindset, which is something I know that you support your clients in breaking out of so much, so much, but then also like, I feel like we've seen on a collective level, like culturally, socially, all that, that like victim mindset is almost like trendy these days and being encouraged. Um, I would love to hear your perspective on that. Yeah, it's so true. Like you're absolutely right. Like people want to like, 
speak about how like, you know, they're, they've been a victim in some fashion and like, that's what we should be celebrating right now. But like whatever happened to just like, you know, hard work and success and being on fire with that aspect. Now it's like, everybody wants a sob story to feel bad for people. And listen, mm -hmm. I have a ton of respect and like admiration and for people that have been through some stuff, of course I do. We've all been through some stuff, but like, you know, now it's like, it's been, like you said, the trendy and like almost cool thing to do is like, I was violated like this, you know? And yeah, like, like this, I, my life sucks because of this or the system or coronavirus, whatever it is. Yeah. And, and using that as, yeah, an excuse for why you're not. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest with you, no one's ever really asked me this question, but this has definitely been going on in my head. It's, it's a fantastic question. It's so true. It's like society in that aspect has gotten a little soft in my opinion, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. What do you think we do to, so if, so a few questions off of this, like when you're working with somebody and they're stuck in that place of like victim story and, and not taking accountability for the things that are happening in, in their lives. And like in past trainings that I've been a part of, like emotional intelligence trainings and stuff, like they had us pick out the moments of our life where we felt we were most victimized, whether that's being abused assaulted, like the stuff that you're like, well, I didn't, I had no role in that. It happened to me, but taking those moments and reframing again, like re readjusting the map, readjusting the story so that you can see why that benefited from you. But I would love to like, when somebody is stuck in that victim space, like how do you help them work through it? Yeah. Look, everyone's got their own story, but it all really is the same roots. It's like, I understand that you've been through something. I, I totally get it. Like a lot of my clients in the beginning, for example, are getting out of a nasty divorce and like, they're just holding on to it. You know, meanwhile, the spouse is out, the, the ex is out, like doing whatever, like living their life. Like, look, there's always a choice. There's always a decision. You can stay in the quicksand and just dwell on the past, which serves you zero amount, or you can remove the shackles and, and we can begin to move forward. And like, I'll always say like, picture like the person that's like holding you back. Like imagine they had a surveillance in your room and they're seeing you all day, just dwell and like not move forward. And like, you know, just live in this story as opposed to on top of it. Usually when I say that, like, oh, you know, something clicks and like, no, I wouldn't want them to see that. Look, we've all, we all have a story. We've all been through some stuff like, okay. But like, Listen, I had Clinton Sparks on my podcast recently, and he gave this analogy, and I think it's very relevant for right now. It's like, let's say you fell off your bike when you were a kid and broke your leg. Like, are you going to be mad at that bike for the next 20 years? No, it happened. Your leg's mm -hmm. going to heal, and you're going to move on. Like, how is that different with a relationship or anything else that affected you? Like, you can choose to be mad at that situation for the rest of your life, but that absorbs a ton of energy. And we only have so much energy. So my personal opinion is that we apply that energy to something productive. Like what can we do now? What does our best life look like in the next three months if we take action? We already know what happens if we don't take action. We're stuck in that misery. So mm -hmm. what's the alternative? You have to make it so that like, if you're going to stay in that victim mentality, like we have to change instead of that being pleasurable to you, like that has to be death where the only thing, you know, scarier than taking a shot is to stay in that story. Yes. And usually that, that'll resonate. Ooh, give me chills. I love it. Yeah. How do you think on like a cultural level or like a grander scheme of things, like how do you think we shift that? Cause, cause yeah, like we were talking about, like it's, it's being encouraged and rewarded in a lot of ways, like in the, um, in like public discourse and in the news and everything like that. Like, how do we shift that? 
you know, Lauren, I, I wish I had an exact, right. I, I don't know. Um, when it comes to like politics and stuff like that, I don't really say too much, but, but I'll say this, like, you know, back in the day, they used to not give out like participation trophies. Like you're either first, second or third, you didn't get a trophy. Like that's, you know, gives you motivation to want to win or, or be good. Nowadays, like you, everyone gets a trophy and like, it sounds silly, but isn't that kind of a metaphor to where we are now? Like, it's just like we've gotten a little bit soft. And I think that like the people that want to give it life a little bit more, squeeze a little bit more out of life and like really go that extra mile, think big, pursue your dreams, like that should be rewarded, not frowned upon or not in the same category as people that just want to coast. And let me just be clear, like if people want to coast and they're not super ambitious, I still love you. I think that's fantastic. Whatever is comfortable for you, stay in your lane, no problem. But the, some other people that want to just do a little bit more and reach a little bit higher. I just don't believe that those people should be in the same categories. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Great answer. Is and that wrong? you agree? No, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you about that. I think we define our own reality and, and we have the power to, to create the world that we want to live in both in our brains and like externally, you know, and and yeah, if you want to just, and I, and I agree too, like if having things be comfortable and easy and not like having big goals, if that's what's best for you, amazing, right? I'm not here to judge. Like that's, I'm, I'm not living your life. And, and I think, yeah, at the same time too, like I also agree that people like society as a whole has gotten super soft and coddled and everything like that. And we're seeing so much of the ramifications of that in the world these days. And yeah. So it's just been at such an interesting time to be alive lately. Um, least, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's been wild for sure. All right. So 2020 was pretty like wild, obviously. And we talked quite a bit about that and you birthed your new business, like had so much success and momentum and everything like that. What, what for you have been some of the biggest lessons from the past year with everything going on? Yeah. Um, you know, I got back to like my old ways, which is like grinding and thinking big. And, and for a little bit, I got complacent in my last business because I was in a transition phase, like I said earlier, and, and I got kind of caught like in this like comfortable lane. And, and like, mm. now it's like, I found my, my fire again, but not just any fire. Like to, to be honest with you straight up, like CLS is it for me for the rest of my life in, in a different capacity. And there'll be a lot of moving parts, but like I'll be doing something like this forever. So, you know, I, I found that. And I would just say to every anyone that's like not fulfilled, like identify what does make you happy and, mm -hmm. and really take a shot. And like, you know, 2020 helped me get my mojo back, so mm -hmm. to speak, because yeah. when the world stopped, I didn't look at that as let's binge watch Netflix. I looked at that as like, I have an opportunity right now because it's the first time, like, I'm not going to my office that maybe I was always thinking about a side project, or I always wanted to do something, write a book, whatever the case may be, like, I have an opportunity right now, and I'm going to seize it. Because I don't know when I'm going to have this again, who knows when the world will ever stop again, for yeah. basically a year, right. So like, for anyone that didn't take advantage of that, it is what it is. But now you do have a moment, like you do have an opportunity to to start something and take a shot and take a swing. Because the people that did make the most of the extra time that they had in 2020, they're flying right now, like you, Lauren. And, and a lot of people that did not are like, 
you know, now it's almost like the world's opening up again and like their business or their a lot of relationships are suffering now too, because it's funny, right? In the beginning, everyone thought there'd be like a baby boom, but then they realized it might be a divorce boom because everyone's on top of each other. I feel like there was both, right? Like there was both (laughs) happened. Like, uh, hi, (laughs) I did like the, the very cliche, like divorce, adopt a dog, all that (laughs) thing in, in 2020, which, you know, everyone listening, like they know the whole story behind that and everything. But, um, yeah, I feel like probably both. Cause I know a lot of people who had babies, like got pregnant and full on had the baby while still on lockdown. Right. Yeah. So int- yeah. it'll be so interesting one day to look back and, and one, just be able to say, Hey, remember how weird 2020 and like, I guess now most of 2021 was. Um, but then also to see the long-term effects of that, like so curious about that. Um, yeah. Cause it absolutely is changing how, everything happens. Right. But Another I, question. Take I want to give you yeah. credit Lauren, because you, you also like you got your shit together and you started going, you were grinding and like, obviously you're, you're reaping the rewards now because you're having a ton of success. And most people did not take advantage of the extra time that 2020 did provide, but you absolutely did. And I admire mm-hmm. that about you. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah. And it was for me too, like it was a big year of rest and getting into alignment and doing a lot of inner work and a lot of shadow work and just like a like very challenging incredibly challenging and like had some major major wins and breakthroughs as well and huge successes but not without like the valleys as well so definitely needed a lot of time and space to just be um and and yeah i'm so grateful for this past year for so many reasons for sure Um, So thank you for that. I receive it. Now for you, you show up online and if, and I'll, you know, link to Instagram and everything in the show notes and all that. So everyone make sure they follow Craig everywhere and tune into his podcast, but you show up online, especially in your like IG lives and your video stuff in a way that shows that like you give zero fucks about what people think. Like, I know you get, you put so much heart and soul and passion and love into coaching your clients and showing up for them. And like, it's also clear that like you could care less about haters and people like throwing bullshit your way and stuff like that. So how do you, how do you strengthen your mindset against that? Like against criticism? Um, and do you get much criticism? Phenomenal question. So when I first started CLS, I understood that like it was going to be people talking, it was going to be haters because I was taking a shot at life and I was putting myself out there. The only time you don't have haters is if you're just coasting and you're not doing anything significant. You're just going like this, you know, but if you're going to take a real shot and, you know, swing for the fences and do something pretty epic, haters are going to come with the territory. I don't care who you are, no matter how good of a person you are how clean your pace, whatever the case may be, it's just going to happen. And I, even like early on in the, in the journey, I made a video when I was doing like my little mixtapes, as I like to call them, like my little two minute inspirational rants. And one was called my love letter to haters. And mm-hmm. I just didn't like, when I first launched the podcast, like the, all I did was launch a trailer and, and like a rating came in that was like a three. And like, all it was, was a trailer. And to be honest with you, now it's gone. I mean, it might've been a glitch, but at the time I was like, Really? Like, that's where you're at? Good for you. You're like, this isn't even the show, man. Like, I send you my love. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just, I hope you find some happiness. That's it. Because look, you can't throw stones at every dog that barks. There's going to be haters. It's just inevitable. And in regards to like showing up on Instagram, like 
I believe in what I'm doing. Like, call me crazy, call me nuts. Like, I believe the, the tangible techniques work. I see the testimonials, like people are having breakthroughs. And also like I do, it's fun. Like when I do it, like I like to put on a little bit of a show. So if you can't get behind that, then see you later. You know, like, you know what I really want to say, but just is what it is. Like I, I, I can't, I can't worry about that. Otherwise I'll never move forward. And like, even like when I teach my clients, like if you're still worried about like the past or, or nonsense, it doesn't serve you. So I got to practice what I preach also. And like, I'm sure you, like you put yourself out there. You're very outspoken about some things, which, which I think is great. And I'm sure you get your, you know, your share, whatever the case may be. Like it is what it is. Send them my love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The shit talking usually just says more about the shit talker than who they're talking about. So yeah, love and light. I don't really get a lot. Like people, I'm very humbled to say like a lot of people have gravitated towards the message and respect it and love it. I'm just trying to help people. I don't really get Mm -hmm. a lot, but if I do, or if I did, I would simply just send them my love. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. What is CLS going to look like a year from now? Because I know just in the last six months, like the trajectory you are on and everything that's happened so far has been amazing. I can see on your face right now. You're like, oh, the excitement and the dream and the vision that's brewing. Tell everybody in a year, what is CLS? What is this empire going to look like? I want to be as humble as I possibly can. That yeah, being but said, let's go. You Come asked on. Me. You asked me. Look, I just want to, I want to continue the momentum. I, I want to, now that the world is opening up, I want to sell out stadiums, arenas, mm. hundred thousand packed and be able to like revamp, you know, thousands of months at a time. The podcast, we now have 56,000 downloads. We only launched two months ago. From what I understand, it's a big number. Love That's to see that. Impressive. Yes. Thanks to your help. I want to continue to have that skyrocket and be, you know, the most downloaded podcast in the world. Not for me, just because I believe so strongly in the message and the feedback is so positive. I just want to help more people. So the podcast is at the top of the line, um, selling out stadiums. Obviously, you know, my first mastermind had 12 people. To be honest with you, I really just wanted 10. I just wanted to kind of experiment. It was my first time. But, you know, we ended up having 12. A year from now, maybe our mastermind's I have a little bit of a different feel. Maybe there's a hundred people in there. That would be nice. You know, continue what we just got entrepreneur. Maybe we go to Forbes, you know, there's, there's always another level that we can climb and so forth. And obviously I want to do something on, I want to be featured somewhere like on TV where it's, it's a really big audience. And right now I have something in the works. That's a show. It's going to be streamed and I can't say too much about it, but it's going to be streamed to 150 million homes and God willing, it takes off. Most importantly, a lot of people find inspiration with it. And just to continue with that, you know, the real answer is, is just to continue to reach more people. And there's just so many different lanes, as you know, like from our first call, you know, the coaching was one lane of a 10 lane highway that we we're coming at the world with. So just more of an explosion, so to speak. I love it. I love it. I'm so excited for you. And I know it's going to happen like bigger, bigger than you even think, because that's how you roll. Thank you. With that, as you were talking, like, how do you celebrate your wins? Cause you're, you're crushing it and moving very, very fast. So like, how do you make sure to celebrate these accomplishments? So, so this is another thing that I'm challenged with at, at the moment. And I, and I knew you knew that. So I smiled. <laughs> I'm like, I bet he's like, Oh shit, not enough. <laughs> Look, I need to do a better job. It's funny because like I had this mentality that we'd never arrived. Right. And mm. it's like how I keep my team so motivated. Like, everyone wants to celebrate like with every milestone. And I'm like, all right, all right, we'll do that one. And then when we get there, I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll celebrate once we get to this. And 
I just have this mentality that I never arrived. Mm. I'm going to keep working hard. But to be fair, like if you, if you have a bone arrow, like, and the target keeps moving back, like that's not good either. So right. I need to, I need to do a better job and I'm working on it and I'm open to suggestions. Of, yeah. That's what, that's what I was going to say. Okay. Then let's, then how are you going to celebrate the next goal? What's the the next thing to come? Well, actually one round of the mastermind is wrapping up soon, right? Yes. This week, next week, next week. Okay. So how about celebrating the conclusion of that first group? Well, to let's be honest, take you, something I- out. I am doing that. I booked the myself trip. a nice little birthday trip to LA. That's that's the subject. Okay, good. So making making that sure then me, while you're out here, yeah, you do some out of my comfort zone. Good. Okay. Well, I love it. More of that. More yes. of that. Yes. Amazing. All right. We have been chatting for almost an hour at this point. So, and I know we can keep going, and I'm sure you will be back on here to talk in the future. I would love to know, because obviously this show is all about people amplifying themselves, stepping into that next level version of whoever they want to be in the world, whether that's more money, confidence, just all the areas of life. So what is one key piece of advice, whether that is an action item, a quote, a thought, a question to ask themselves that you can give to our listeners who are looking to stand out even bigger and live more like unapologetically bold and aligned. What an unbelievable question. And I love the name Amplify in case you didn't know from my voice note earlier today. So here's the thing. Everyone has had that idea, but most people sadly don't take action for whatever reason, imposter syndrome, the victim mentality, whatever the case may be. So I challenge you with three words. Why not you? Mm. Why not you? Why can't you start a business? Why can't you start a passion project? Why can't you run a marathon? Why can't you start the, the biggest PR company in the world like, and turn into an agency? Like, Why can't you start a podcast and conquer 10,000 downloads the first week? Why not you? You know what I'm saying? Like, People, yeah. you have like a sports car that has that governor, you can't go past a certain speed, just remove it. Like, Just think big. Like, make, make people around you think that you're weird and like, you make them uncomfortable because how big you think. Like, yeah, that's not, that's unreal. The best is when someone says that's unrealistic. Why? Why is it unrealistic? Because it's you the think crazy it people and the weirdos who change the freaking world, right? Like 100%. Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, like they're freaks. freaks. We're freaks. Yeah. So you and gotta be a weirdo. Yeah. And I'm the ultimate weirdo. Let me just be very clear. I don't sure go that I'm very strange, but I embrace <laughs> it. It's me. Same, same. So I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So Last question, where can everybody find you? You know the answer. You do my PR. I know, but I'm going to let you share. Okay. Wait, what's your name again? Who is this? (laughs) (laughs) We hang out on Instagram at Craig Siegel underscore CLS. The website is the same as the private Facebook group, which is so much fun. Cultivate Lasting Symphony. The brand new hit podcast, The CLS Experience. Anywhere you listen to podcasts. And... A couple other things that you'll find out about soon enough. But those are the main places where you can find me. Come say hello. I don't bite and I love to engage. As you know, I respond to every single comment. Might not get to it right away, but I will get to it. Yep, absolutely. So everybody, please, please, please go follow Craig on social media. Jump into his programs. Join his group. Listen to the podcast. This man is incredible, changing so many lives. And yeah, and, and exactly like he said, he will get back to you. 
like promptly as well. So Craig, thank you so much for joining us, for sharing so much of your magic with everybody listening in. I think the world of you, you are incredible. I love you. This was epic. So thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. You know how much love I have for you. And of course, I'm going to share this episode too when it drops. So for my audience listening, if you need anything in regards to PR, visibility, anything like that, hit up Lauren. She is PR, she is visibility, and she's the only person, as far as I'm concerned, to talk to in regards to that. Mm, Thank you so much. All right, guys, see you on the next episode. Love you. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice, and keep being you. Because the world needs more of your magic. Yeah.